From Audible, I'm Sam Scholl. From the Washington Post politics section, David Nakamura and Juliet Alperin Wright jump to focus on peace through strength over Obama's soft power approach. President-elect Donald Trump has stacked his cabinet with military generals, pushed for more Pentagon spending and a bigger Navy, threatened to slap tariffs on China and Mexico, and last week suggested that he was open to expanding the U.S. nuclear arsenal. The aim, he has said, is to achieve peace through strength. If Trump follows through with this confrontational approach, it will represent a sharp break with the malfaceted foreign policy strategy that both Democratic and Republican presidents have practiced for decades, including reliance on what diplomats call soft power to achieve objectives and avoid conflict. Instead, Trump views foreign policy as largely transactional, aides say, and his goal is to win by speaking loudly and carrying a big stick. But critics, including former Obama administration officials and foreign diplomats, said winning on the world stage requires more than bluster and intimidation and pugilistic messages on Twitter. American leadership, they said, also is about the carrots, the promotion of democratic values and building U.S.-led institutions that can address shared global challenges such as economic growth, climate change, and terrorism. If your slogan is America first, other people will think, what about me? said Joseph Nye, who was an assistant secretary of defense under President Bill Clinton. Past presidents have tried to use soft power strategies to bolster the United States' cultural appeal abroad and lend moral weight to the country's standing as the free world's leading alternative to communist or authoritarian systems. Such tactics are not a substitute for military and economic hard power, foreign affairs analysts said, but can help shape global perceptions of the United States and its motives. President Obama, for example, spoke frequently about the need for an international order based on universal human rights and the rule of law as he pursued the Paris Climate Accord, a Pacific Rim free trade pact, and the Iran nuclear deal. By comparison, Trump has seldom talked about such deals, either during the campaign or since winning office. He has expressed skepticism about the international agreements negotiated by the Obama administration, saying they do not do enough to help the American people. This week, Trump tweeted that the United Nations has potential, but right now is just a club for people to get together, talk, and have a good time. Trump has yet to appoint a foreign policy expert with an extensive background in development assistance or human rights. He has repeatedly questioned the need to cut greenhouse gas emissions globally in order to address climate change, while Obama made that issue a centerpiece of his foreign policy agenda. Trump's administration is all about tough guys and being tough, said Suzanne Nossel a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for International Organizations under Obama, Nossel, now the Executive Director of PEN America, a literary free speech group, added that there is a great sense of fear around the world that the U.S. is going to abandon its leadership role in the world on behalf of the vulnerable. Trump's aides said his strategy is a necessary course correction to what they called Obama's apology tour of trying to build bridges to rogue regimes in places such as Iran and Cuba. Obama took office on a pledge to recalibrate the U.S. role in the world and repair the country's image after President George W. Bush's with us or against us war on terror and the U.S. military campaigns in Afghanistan and Iraq. Obama sought to build trust between the United States and the Muslim world, and he promised to reach out to despots and dictators if they were willing to unclench your fist. The administration restored diplomatic relations with authoritarian regimes in Burma and Cuba after 50 years of isolation in exchange for political reforms. Ben Rhodes, a deputy national security advisor in the Obama White House, said the president's collaborative approach and emphasis on international norms helped convince other countries to partner with the United States to do things that were not always popular.
He cited the economic sanctions on Iran and Russia, which received less support among some European nations. There's a counter-theory where we should be more strident in telling them what to do or saying with us or against us, Rhodes said. But in this world where power is much more diverse than it was a decade or two ago, it doesn't just work anymore. Trump has threatened to terminate the Iran nuclear deal and Obama's diplomatic rapprochement with Havana, which included the lifting of some U.S. economic sanctions, and he has named to his administration several former generals with deeply pessimistic views of Iran. The group includes his national security advisor, retired Army Lieutenant General Michael T. Flynn. Obama was high on ideology, low on practicality, J.D. Gordon, a Pentagon spokesman during the Bush administration, who served as a national security advisor to Trump's campaign, said in an email. Hostile regimes took full advantage of his olive branches for little to nothing in return. Trump doesn't believe in giving anything away and always strives for the better deal. One European diplomat who spoke